You're listening to Radio ISO, the podcast bringing you notes from isolation and stories about the people we're missing. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to Ed, who's missing his younger sister. What's the feeling at home? I mean, I think we've kind of um, got a bit of a schedule down between me and Claire, my wife and Ray. So it's sort of the structure of our days um, is in place a bit. So we, we know who's doing what, but it is a bit weird, isn't it? It's very strange. I'm finding it very hard to keep structure and I'm sort of eating at weird times and just uh, everything's blending into one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think minimising how how often I check the news as well, um, because if I spend too much on there, I just, you know, the day can disappear. Obviously, I want to stay kind of up to date with what's going on, but also I don't want to fry my brain to the point where I'm sort of worried about everything and, and anything. I know, um, you can only control so much, so I guess it's trying to sort of have that logic when you're deciding what to worry about (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's the good thing about having um an 18 month year old around is that you sort of have to deal with just the present of entertaining them Mm. or you know Mm -hmm. otherwise you just get Peppa Pig um (laughs) and I hate Peppa Pig (laughs) that's quite controversial (laughs) How's she feeling about it? Like, does she have any concept of what's going on? I think she definitely understands that something odd is happening, just in the sense that she's speaking to all of her family members on FaceTime and online now. Um, And that doesn't really scratch the itch for her. You know, she kind of like, it breaks my heart when she kind of wanders to the other side of the laptop Mm. to like kind of look for where they are. Um, so I, I think, yeah, it, it doesn't, obviously that helps seeing people, but I, I think she kind of, yeah, it's just weird. And then having to pull her away from other kids in the park when they try and like run to each other, it's, it's, it is, it is weird. Um, but I think, you know, she's got us and she seems to be okay within herself. She doesn't seem to be too different. Yeah, I've got two sisters. Um, I love all of my family um, Mm -hmm. and I miss them all. But um, (laughs) my little sister is is 10 years younger than me. Um, And yeah, basically about two and a half weeks ago, she basically just went through a a breakup and it was quite sudden. And I went to get her stuff from North London and drove it back to my parents where she's staying Mm. and it was just weird because I arrived and we couldn't hug so we were just sort of like standing there like I don't know three meters away from each other which is just really weird but it just was so odd because 
I feel like I could have just been like, why don't you just jump in the car and we'll just have an hour and a half chat as we drive to my parents and and then that would have been really cool, but you couldn't do that. All you want to do in that sort of time is just sort of hang out and try and take their mind off it. Or, yeah. I don't know, just chat. If they want to chat about it, they can chat, but otherwise you're just, just hanging out. So were you picking up her stuff from her ex-partner's place to take to her? Or were you pick? was it stuff yes, from her Yes, they kind of like just moved in together yeah, so I had to go and get her stuff basically it's so hard not being able to physically comfort someone yeah because I guess like a hug is like I don't know often if you don't really know what to say it's quite a good you know just start with a hug or end yeah. with a hug just at any point have a hug and just be like oh this is I don't know what to say but I can give you a hug um, yeah. So that's kind of what I wanted to do in that moment, but I couldn't do it. We can chat on the phone and stuff, but it's not quite the same as being present with someone, you know, like, I think that's the big thing that everyone's obviously probably thinking about now is the fact that you can't actually be, what it's like to actually be physically with, so, you know, hanging with someone. Have you and your sister always been close? What was it like when you guys were younger? Well, she kind of really looked up to me. Um, and I, at first, as a petulant 16-year-old, found that quite annoying. Um, but she used to wear, like, the same football. We both supported Man United, so she used to wear a Man United shirt, and she kind of got into football because I was into football. And it was kind of sweet. Looking back on it now, it was really sweet, but at the time, I definitely was occasionally a dick about it. Um, so was she, but... like, six years old or so? <laughs> Yeah, when was six, seven, when I was oh. 16, 17. Yeah. That is quite a sweet image. Yeah, she sort of used to stand in front of the television um, just to sort of get my attention. But obviously that's really annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think as she's got older, our relationships definitely changed. It's definitely now kind of very equal. So I'd yeah. say that I would look to her for advice just as much as I maybe that she would look to me for advice. I don't know, she always seems open and supportive to talk, if I start talking about something, she just genuinely listens and will probably give me advice that's, I can take it as just honest, do you know what I mean? I know it's not coming from, I know mm. it's from coming from a place of love, but also if she thought I was being a dick, she'd be like, I think you're being a bit of a dick about it. <laughs> um, so, so that's really helpful. How's she coping being at your parents? Is that hard for her? Oh, being... it is. I think it is quite hard, but I think she's trying to like keep her distance as much as possible or just trying to, you know, get some space for herself, which, which can be tricky. But I think like she came down the stairs the other day and my dad just greeted her with the death toll. So it's not, it's not, it's, it's not amazing sometimes <laughs> because you can't choose what you talk about, can you, when you live with other people? So. There's a lot of love there, but it's just, you know, it, it's quite, um, can be quite tense, um, I'm sure, I imagine. I think in this period as well, I think, I think about what um, she would be, I don't know, like the things that your disposal normally would be, you know, you can go hang out with mates, you can, you can go to a music festival, you can go to a pub and all that sort of stuff. And that stuff's so vital when you've just broken up with someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think a little bit about that. And how would you describe her? I'd say she, yeah, I'd say she is quite chilled. She is funny as well, but not necessarily the most forthcoming 
um, I'm not so forthcoming, but I think she's, um, I feel like she just sort of gauges the, uh, the situation before being the first person to talk, mm-hmm. unlike myself, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I guess she can be quite silly. It is definitely different when you've grown up and you're much older than them because your kind of time when you're hanging around with her was often kind of like you're looking after, you're kind of like babysitting a bit for your parents for a bit, but at the same time, they're just your sister. So you're just Mm. hanging out. Um, And usually it was pretty fun, but I'm not sure in those periods I was necessarily the greatest influence. I probably was fine, but I'll just be more kind of interested in what I wanted to do, which was probably like, let's go and play football. (laughs) Come on, come on, let's go and play or whatever. Um, Which maybe wasn't thinking about her that much. I do feel bad about, um, we used to play football in the garden. Um, I just, she was just, looking back now, she was just, she was quite young. Um, <laughs> and I was like 16, 17, and I'd be like passing the ball across and trying to get her to like score. I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't dreadful, but it is one of those things you're a bit like, if I saw that now in the park, I'd be like, what a tool. What's he doing? If there's, if there's something that you could do while she's having this horrible time to be, to help her to feel a bit better, what do you think that would be if you could be seeing her in person? I think, I think that's the beauty of being with anyone in person is that you can judge the vibe, just go for a walk or just, hang out together and then I guess trying to be a bit I'd probably try and be a bit quiet uh, and let her speak if she wanted to talk about anything I don't think we've ever had something that we would particularly love to do together other than just sort of being in each other's company doing anything she's probably one of the most open people I I, one of one of the people that I'm the most open with, I'd say. I don't feel any judgment from her, so I feel like I can say anything, and it feels like a very supportive relationship. So I can just say anything really, and well, that's kind of rare because it reminds me of like my old childhood friendships. You know, like that—that that was the time where you could sort of like, especially with blokes, it's like harder to maintain that as you get older to have like a conversation where. You know, you can do, as a kid, you could just say anything. You, you know, you look back at my mates when I was a teenager or whatever, and you're just like, wow, this is the best, because, you know, you just sat there doing whatever, having a beer, saying whatever is coming to your mind and anything you're thinking or feeling. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm lucky to have that in her now, because I, I do, you know, we, we can chat about almost anything, really. It's, it's harder to find in new relationships and then... I find like with my, some of my male friends, like I'm quite close to them, but it can take quite a lot of beers to get to the point where you can talk about anything. And then I find that kind of exhausting that it takes alcohol to, to open people up to chat. But even with say some of my best friends who I have that partly, so I do feel like I could kind of say most things, but then there might be subjects which I'd avoid or there might be things that I would think oh I might not you, you know you check yourself in your head you know yeah. I probably shouldn't say that because I don't know what, what I'm gonna get back I try to be an open person but it it's, is hard it, it, it is, 
it is hard and it's amazing to find people to spend time with who you feel that openness with because it's just it's very freeing and it makes if you take away that layer of judgment in your own head before you say stuff it it feels like a very comforting thing to have with someone yeah yeah it's really that's it it's really freeing it um and also that it's quite empowering as well because i think when you do say say what you just want to say and the other person doesn't go oh god what what they just go yeah i agree you're like yeah yeah great i don't Mm. need to overthink i feel like as our as we're getting a bit older um or as we've aged I think that we've become better friends and therefore I do rely on her as a sort of, yeah, as, uh, as I would do a friend, as, as someone that I need their support, I guess. And I think she probably needs my support as a friend uh, as well. So I, th- I hope that it's pretty mutual. And I, th- I think it is. I think it is. It just doesn't feel like there's any pressure to fulfil anything for each other. You know, we're, we are seeing each other because we want to not because we feel a family bond or need to keep up the relationship or whatever, you know. The fact that we are also family is... But we do talk about family a lot, (laughs) to be fair. But yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty close to Soph um, in terms of personality type. I think we're quite similar. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we've Um, all got the same dad, and our dad is relatively... um, My mum always used to call him eccentric. Um, He's still alive. I don't know why I said it like that, but um, (laughs) we've all experienced (laughs) him. And so I think there's a kind of uniqueness to us that um, there's only, we only understand that, if you know, I guess that might be the same for loads of people with their family members, you know, where you, I guess that's for any children you've experienced growing up with those those parents and that makes that bond quite unique lots of people have relationships with parents where they can say wholeheartedly they love them and it's also really complicated and to have someone who's just got that shared perspective is probably really valuable i imagine and feels really nice yeah i mean that is a hundred percent it because that is a large portion of what we share and talk about For most people that you know really well uh, and that you get on really well with, when you see them after like having not seen them for ages, like Sophie's in Canada for like uh, her third year of uni, so she was away for ages. I didn't see her for like nine months or something, and it's just exactly the same as before. Did you did you miss her a lot? I did miss her. I remember having lots of long um, FaceTime chats. We'd have like hour and a half, two hour chats, a big catch up. And is there anything that you've never said to her that you might like to? Oh. I'd probably, well. I'd probably just say, I, I don't know why she wants to, but thank you for wanting to hang out with me still I think you know we often tell each other we love each other so that's not like a new thing to say but I probably would just say yeah like thanks thanks for wanting to hang out 
if you'd like to tell us about someone you're missing, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at radioisopod. Thank you.